This is the Funky Gamer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello there. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Funky Gamer Podcast, a gaming podcast from a bunch of wannabe somebody yet still nobody British dudes who think they know stuff. This is episode 17. I'm your host, Ricky James, and in this week's episode, we'll be discussing rumors of a new Xbox console, EA's absence from this year's E3, and a pending announcement regarding Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Joining me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Chris Wright, how for thy be this night? Oh yeah, it's getting late now. We really need to crack on with this, don't we? Dude, yeah, it's not late. For it. All everybody knows, it's like 1 a.m. 1 That's late. I don't know what I'm talking about. 1 p.m. <laughs> yes, we're recording this mid-afternoon. Yes, nobody knows. There's bird tweeting outside. But along with the birds tweeting, there's the, the no longer sick Geordie one, Mr. David Moore. How's yourself? I'm here, boys. It's all good. Uh, back, back in action. Thank you very much for being here. To both of you, as always, I appreciate it. Let's crack on, shall we? Because we've got quite a few things to talk about this week. Let's move on to the first segment. What are you playing? What are you playing? Dave, I'm going to go to you first. Tell us what you've been up to in the last week. Anthem. (laughs) Anthem. And Devil May Cry 5. Which one of those have you played more than the other? Anthem. (laughs) Definitely. Okay, so give us. With, I tell you what, actually, we're not going to talk about Anthem because dropping alongside this episode, I might as well plug this up up front. We have another episode dropping regarding Anthem. It's our Anthem special, so please go ahead and check that out if you want to know our thoughts on Anthem as a whole. About an hour long, thereabouts, maybe slightly less actually, but yeah, I encourage you to check that out if you want to know our thoughts there. But regarding your second game, uh, Devil May Cry, what do you think? Any good? It seems to be reviewing very well indeed. Wow, that's all I can say. Well worth the wait. I think it's been 11, 12 years since Devil May Cry 4. And wow, is it that long? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it ticks all the boxes from start to finish so far. It's just, it's got that Devil May Cry style to it. The combat's absolutely perfect and it looks beautiful. It does look very nice based on what I've seen. It's one of them, every time I see a Devil May Cry clip on YouTube or wherever, I always think to myself, I really would like playing this. And I've I'm still sat here having never played a Devil May Cry game. It's kind of pathetic, really. It is. Glad to know that you're enjoying it, though. I know you're not that far in, so maybe maybe you'll have an update for us in a future episode where you can tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on that particular game. Yeah, man. What about you, Chris? What have you been, what have you been playing in the last uh, week? Anthem. <laughs> I should have asked that really sarcastically, shouldn't I? Yeah, I have also I've also completed another game. Holy what? With that, what along with with Anth- with playing Anthem? Yes, I completed Sleeping Dogs this week. Oh, well done, good lad. So I can now move on with my life. I was going to say, how did you find it? But did you say you played that before before the re-release? Yes, I did. I did. I quite enjoyed the story. I don't remember too much of it the first time I played it through. So yeah, it was good to get back to it and play through it. The completion again. That's still on my bucket list, that game, because I loved it. And I have started it. Just don't have time, seemingly. I'm going to admit it, I don't have time. Gr- congratulations on actually completing it. Other than that, just Anthem, yeah? Yeah, yeah, mostly, I think. I don't think I've played too much else this week. I didn't do a bit of Forza. I've been off work this week, so my, my week's been kind of a blur. Your week is a blur when you're at work. I thought I thought it would have gone lessened if you'd been off. You'd be surprised. I can't believe it's Saturday already. You're going back to work soon, Chris, unfortunately. I yeah, know, yeah. It's actually nearly Sunday. Oh, be, be, listen, be quiet. Let's not wish our lives away, chaps. Be talking about this next week with different stuff, hopefully. I don't know. I've actually, yeah, been playing a bit of Anthem. A lot of Anthem, actually. 
That's an understatement. We'll all try and play something different for next week. Yeah, well, the thing is, two things. One, it's current, and two, we had a podcast to do on it, so it kind of made some sense that we had a number of hours under our belts to be able to sit there and talk about that with any conviction. So there's that. But I did play a little bit more of my Lego game. I'm so near the end. I want to be able to say that I've finished it. I haven't... Oh, oh, I started that this week. Oh, the movie. The same one that I'm playing. Yes. Yeah, what do you think? It's, yeah, pretty much a Lego game that looks nice and plays very well, as you'd expect with a Lego game. You don't get too much difference apart from the characters you play. It is based on the story. In this case, the, the first Lego movie that came out a couple of years ago. It's now got a, just got a sequel. Has, is there a game for that? I'm not sure, you know. Probably. Yeah, there will be. Well, there you go. I hope you're enjoying it. I, it's one of them. I haven't played a Lego game in ages. I'm going to finish it. Look out for that episode, whenever that may land. <laughs> yeah, we will. Very much so. Mm, indeed. Right, before we move on to our main topics for this week, just want to quickly plug a couple of Xbox Game Pass updates, as we tend to do with the Games with Gold and Game Pass updates whenever they land. Uh, so, effectively, I'm going to give you two these two. Dave, do you want to say the first? Chris, you can go with the second. What, what can you now get on Game Pass that you couldn't before? Just Cause 4. Nice. Which is quite good, I suppose, if you like that kind of thing. Quite a surprise, really. It's new, that game. It's not old. A few months. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. I'll probably pick it up and give it a shot. Like. I have noticed recently that the Game Pass service is actually, I mean, we'll have a, a broader discussion on this later as part of one of the later topics, but I'm finding that it's getting some really good titles recently, like especially recently. Yeah. yeah. Some really high quality titles, like triple, more AAA style as well, which is really good. So you can get Just Cause 4, the latest in the Just Cause series on Xbox Game Pass. Now, if you have that, Chris, what's the second one you can now grab? Lego Batman 2. Yeah. Oh, another Lego game. Talking and talking of Lego games. Well, I'm not going to commit to playing that. Because... No, this was this was the Xbox 360 version, which is the one they've released. So, oh, yeah. If you want to go backward compat on that, go for it. Yeah, still kind of cool. It makes some sense. They unless they have somehow remastered that, they're not going to release an up to date version. Why would they? But cool. Just cause for Lego Batman Two. Either of those float your boat. You got Game Pass. Go grab them now. You can play them. Okay, chaps. I think we should move on to our main talking points for this week. What say you? Aye, uh, let's go. Let's do this. Funky Gamer, news and discussion. Okay, Dave, let's go to you first. You can kick us off with our first news point here. Microsoft are reportedly releasing a um, discless Xbox One S. I have no idea why. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't know, it's been kind of on the cards for a while, hasn't it really? But got any details on this? It's not really been confirmed, but they're reckoning about the $200 mark. I really don't know why <laughs> i think it's because i but from what from my knowledge the the basis for that or that approximation again it is an approximation it might be more it might be less but is the actual the current price of the xbox one x one s excuse me not x the s when that that launched it was around 300 dollars, and a cd drive or blu-ray drive as a component in a console costs approximately they reckon around 100 because it's fairly expensive believe it or not yeah we know what approximations are really worth, don't we? <laughs> well, we'll see whether, as ev- as we say with pretty much everything we discuss on there, we'll see whether it turns out to be true. Yeah, we shall. Nothing confirmed, like I say. But it needs to come with a big hard drive. Mm, yeah, that's the other thing. It won't have. It'll have a 500 gig hard drive. Tell you what then, hypothetical to you both, if they released a console, another console, would you rather pay extra, as in $250, $300, similar price to the One S with the disk drive, would you rather pay extra and get a bigger hard drive in it, or do you rather play, pay less money and just have a discless console? Uh, we'll go, Chris, go for it. Oh, my God. Good question. Uh, yeah, I'd go 
disc with bigger hard drive. Nice. I think I would. So you'd rather pay more, pay, pay more than two hundred dollars, but get a bigger hard drive, yeah, as in spend more money. Yeah, definitely. That's the trade-off: is that you have to spend more. the size. Yeah, the size of games these days. Crash, you'd be deleting and reinstalling stuff every other day. What about you, Dave? Mm, being a collector of like special edition games and stuff like that, I would go for a disc-based version every time. Personally, so I mean, well, what about with regards to paying more for a? A, a bigger hard drive or keeping it at a, a lower price if you had to go with a discless console would you rather pay more and get a bigger hard drive uh, I don't know it's a tough one isn't it well I, I personally would probably yeah pay more for the bigger hard drive but it depends I just think it's an interesting point because like Chris said the size of games is getting massive now I mean I don't know how big Anthem is let alone anything else the Division 2's beta with 50 gig now, it's the amount of space that you're needing now for these games, especially digitally, is insane. So they're going to have to offer some incentive to sell you these consoles by virtue of the space that you have to store your games on, if it's going to be digital at least. I just think it's a bit late in the game to be thinking something like that out. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, what we don't know as well is the specs. They reckon it's going to be called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, but there's still no idea as to whether that's going to contain an updated spec in some way. Nah, I'm not doing another hardware refresh. Hmm, maybe not. What I want to ask, Chris, we'll go to you first. Do you think this is true? Do you think we're going to see this? I don't think Xbox have come out and denied it. So I think people are people are going with, yeah, it's going to happen. But yeah, it is a bit a bit late in the console's lifetime to be doing this kind of thing, regardless of specs. I'm just wondering, when you look at the kind of grander context of what Microsoft seems to be going for at the moment, which is you know this whole buddy-buddy with Nintendo and the idea that Game Pass might be on other platforms, I think Microsoft in general are having a big shift in terms of the way that they see gaming. I mean, let's face it, Xbox now seems to be becoming more of a gaming brand instead of just a console name. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Dave? Do you think we'll see this? I don't know. Like I say, I think it's a bit late in the game to be bringing something out like this. If anything, it links to what was said about the next generation of consoles. There was supposed to be an all-digital edition and then another version, like an X type of console. So this could kind of tie into that because we have nothing confirmed. And if, let's say, hypothetically, because again, nothing confirmed at this point, do we think this will be a boon for the Xbox platform? I mean, long term, again, we don't really know what Microsoft's trying to do because it's all kind of playing out in front of us as we, as we speak. Dave, do you think this will be a boon for their platform? Or do you think this is just a pointless endeavor on their part? They should be focusing resources elsewhere, that kind of thing? Yes, and no, I think it might be good going forward to the next generation of consoles. But in regards to the S, I think everybody is pretty much up to date with the consoles they've either got an x or an s and you're not going to fork out for a digital version of a console i don't think again i do think it's a bit late in the game for this one for next generation definitely it is an option for people absolutely and uh, you know i think this is if you kind of look at what they're doing it seems to be kind of heading down the same direction they went for at the botched e3 the, the xbox one you know this idea that everything's going digital people weren't ready for that then we seem to be now going kind of back down that route a little bit um, I mean, I'll pose the same question to you, Chris. What do you think this will do for Xbox as a platform holder? Good, bad, no thoughts at all? I don't think it'll change anything. I think anybody who wants a console now has one already. I don't think it'll it'll boost Microsoft sales at all. I just think they are throwing money at something that is unnecessary. What about the cheaper, the even cheaper price tag? Like $200? Like it's easily, that's, you've got to remember, that's a lot more accessible than 300 and even 400 Yeah, but then you've got to buy your games digitally. And the price, the price hike on digital games is stupid. Yeah, this is true. I mean, that's something that probably needs to change. Definitely. At some point, you know, given the fact that you're taking out manufacturing costs of physical components to a game having, you know, being in a store, that being like the, the case and things like that, and the disc. 
thing is, Microsoft seems to be, have always, and at least for the last 18 months, two years, been posing this in such a light that they think that it's more about giving people the choice of where they should play. And this is why I'm saying it's playing into the other things that Microsoft seems to be reportedly doing at the moment. Because what they're really doing is they're, they're giving you a choice. If you want to, you can buy this expensive console, the Xbox One X, and go for the kind of lower tier end, the One S. If you're not bothered, you want to spend even less money, regardless of the state of digital, uh, the digital economy at the moment, then you can go ahead and do that. Oh, but by the way, if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can now get Game Pass on there. It, it seems to make sense, based on everything I'm seeing at the moment, that this would be a thing. Whether or not it turns out to be successful is another question. Whether people buy it is another question. You, the listener, if you were to buy an Xbox console in this current climate, would you consider maybe purchasing a dig- an, a, an all-digital edition of this console? And I'd be interested to know why, if you want to let us know. See the podcast description for contact points, and we'll plug them at the end of the show. Okay, what, what have we got next on our little list? Chris, do you want to plug this one? Yeah, it's certainly quite big news when it comes to EA. They are avoiding this year's E3 main show. It is big news, actually. The second in line. Yeah, they're going to do their own thing. It's both now EA and Sony that have decided to drop out. So what the, what the actual... Obviously, there's a, a little press snippet, as with any of these stories that come out from EA, and this reads... We're skipping the press conference this year and are replacing it with multiple live streams that will air during the first two days of the event, bringing you more of what you've told us you want, more gameplay and insights from the teams making the game. That's effectively what Sony are doing, as we said. They're holding their own thing. Although Sony aren't for... Basically, Sony haven't replaced their E3 event with something else. Yeah, Sony are just avoiding it completely. Yeah, whereas EA are basically doing their own thing. Yeah, EA is saying, yeah, we know we're having E3 in a couple of days, but we're going to do our own thing before because we just don't care. So have they given us any details regarding exactly what that thing may be? Uh, Not so much, no. Uh, It's sort of a, a a similar thing to what they did last year. But last year, obviously, they had the E3 press conference as well. They've done this for a couple of years now. It just gives people a chance to have a hands-on with some new games that are coming up, a chance to look and talk to some devs and just have a a proper eye on some EA titles. Cool. Sounds. It does sound like the kind of thing that makes... This seems to be the direction that most publishers are going down now. With the age of the internet being so easily accessible, they're doing things on their own terms instead of having to kind of congregate in one place at one time of the year. Although I don't know. I kind of... It does feel like E3 is breaking a bit. So do we know when this is all taking place and what it's going to involve? Uh, it's a couple of days before E3, so it'll be June the 7th, and it will be titled EA Play. Sounds very EA. Doesn't it, Just? Yeah, sounds like there's something they call their conference, EA Play. They'll be, <laughs> they'll be showing off Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies. Yes, they're making a new Plants vs. Zombies game. Oh dear. Well, hardcore fans of that particular game series will no doubt be excited for that. Yeah, obviously there'll be all the standards, FIFA and Madden and all the other bits, they'll be there too. Well, we kind of come to expect that now, it's refresh every year. Yeah, that's it. That's EA. Maybe some new stuff though, hopefully not mobile, with respect to mobile gamers. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see if they have anything secret up their sleeves. Need for Speed Most Wanted Remaster. Need for Speed Most Wanted Remaster. I know, if you say it, if you say it fast and hard enough, Dave, maybe it'll actually happen. <laughs> in fact, let's all say it in tandem. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. I just thought that it might be humorous, but then I, I rethought my decision. Why do we think EA randomly decided to do this? It's quite close to the cut to be announcing that they're not going to be there. Because E, excuse me, E three plans usually start like 
at the end of each year, like months in advance of the actual event. And, you know, we're only a few months out now. So it was a bit shocking to learn that they're not going to be there this close to the event itself. Why do we think they, they chose to go down this route instead of attending E3 as well as holding their own thing like they did last year, for instance? Chris, go for it. It's EA. They like, they like to try different things and see what works and what doesn't work. And they are, I'm guessing, hope, hoping this is going to work for them in their favor because they can have more control over what goes on. That's very true, which, are, again, another incentive for most publishers to go down this route. What about you, Dave? Why do you think they thought this was a good idea? I think it kind of makes them more accessible to people as opposed to having like a dedicated slot at E3. They've got a few days to showcase what's going on, I suppose. That's a very good point. I could work with that benefit. Yeah, not only that, but they're doing it outside the hustle and bustle of E3. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it before the actual E3 event, which means that people that may already be going to E3 if they want, they can also go to EA's event and it's not going to clash. It's kind of a, a good move when you think about it like that. It's a very good point. Because I would imagine time is rather limited at these press conferences that they have, whereas they've got, what, three days to spread everything out over? Yeah, they can do it on their own pacing, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a very, very good point indeed. I didn't think of it like that, which now that you say it, it's like, well, of course it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of tailing off that then, as we've already stated, Sony aren't going to be there this year at all, EA are now deciding to bow out. We don't know whether Sony will continue with that trend of not being present at E3. Who knows? But all I know is that at least for this year's E3, we now have two major publishers that historically have presented conferences that are no longer doing so. So I want to ask you two, is this starting to mark the end of E3 as a major stage for announcements and things? People have rumored this for a few years now. E3 is going downhill. As I said before, the age of the internet is now coming into effect even more so than it has before. Uh, Dave, do you think we'll, in five years, maybe E3 will no longer be a thing? I don't think you're going to get as many of the big players turning up on the day. It looks like they're going to go their own way and start holding their own conferences. And I suppose that kind of takes away from E3. But uh, I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? I think there's a decline in this type of thing across the board. Whether it be like comic cons and stuff like that. Well, but unless it's local to people, a lot of the time it's, you know, you've got to travel and things like that. It's a big ordeal. But at the same time, it's exciting. If you've ever been to an event, we go to EGX yeah. and have done for the last few years. You know, it's like it, we get excited and that's locally within the UK. Um, I imagine it's even more exciting if you're flying out to Germany or the US to these events because it's like a holiday. It, it does, I don't know. I, I'm kind of struggling to kind of make my mind up as to whether EA, E3 is going to just completely fail and die or whether it will evolve into something else. We'll have to. Yeah, it needs to evolve. Otherwise, it will be dead on its ass. Yeah, for sure. So say all the publishers moved out of E3, you know, I mean, what, what purpose would it have outside of that? Because uh, let's face it, if publishers are going to hold their own event, they're then also going to showcase their own stuff. And E3 is primarily a showcase. I think, again, it's more about getting more audience time, like with di- directly with the fans, showing you what's coming, as opposed to having an hour slot here and an hour slot there, and then walking around the floor to go and see all these other software houses. It, it, it's a funny one. Yeah. It is. Well, this is why I thought it was a, an insightful question to try and ask, because, you know, it's quite uncertain. There's a very good chance that this might completely destroy E3. And, you know, we're going to have to see what happens next year as well. For all we know, both of these players, EA, Sony, might return. Who knows? Might be a one-off. It's one year. It's whether it becomes a consistent thing. That will be the teller. Awesome. Well, let's see what EA actually comes out with at their own conference this year. I'm sure we'll cover it as part of an episode. I'm not too sure how we're going to handle E3 as a whole. 
need to do some planning around that, I think, towards the time to make sure. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm saying the word planning out loud. <laughs> That's an actual thing. <laughs> yeah, who plans this thing? So, but we will. We'll, we, there's going to be some organization around that. And yeah, we'll cobble something together and have an organized format for that, I'm sure. And I'm sure you're all very much excited for it. I certainly am. Okay, next up and finally on our news list for this week, Halo. It's making the rounds, chaps, because it's got an announcement pending on what is due to be Microsoft's latest Inside Xbox episode. This is basically a, I wouldn't say bi-monthly, they do it every couple of months, I guess. There's no real schedule for it, but it's Microsoft's official communication channel with their fans outside of events like E3 and Expos, that kind of thing. It's all live broadcast. It's done in a studio. It's very professionally done. And effectively, they've got another one coming up, the next episode, on Tuesday, March the 12th. No official information with regards to Halo specifically has been confirmed at present, but Microsoft has simply said that exciting news regarding that game is on the horizon. Now, I don't know what to expect from this. There is a pundit out there that a number of news outlets seem to be quoting, a guy called Brad Sams. I'm not too sure who he is, but he is apparently a very well-regarded industry pundit. He's recently stated that the game was headed to PC and that this announcement is going to be the Halo collection is now coming to PC. This is also the same guy, it must be noted, that actually broke the news regarding the rumoured discless Xbox console that we mentioned earlier on in the show. I'm not going to lie, if this, both these come to fruition, then we're going to have to keep track on Brad Sam's, man, because he seems to know his stuff. So yeah, we need to, to kind of hang around and wait to see what they can announce specifically. They've also said there's going to be news on Daisy, One Piece World Seeker. I don't know what that is, if I'm honest. I'm sure, assuming it's a game. And there's also some new Xbox Game Pass announcements. I'd hope so. Yeah, I hope, yeah with a bit of luck, there will be some new stuff for Game Pass. We always love that. And we'll tell you about it as and when we get that information. What about the thoughts on these rumors as a whole? Dave, you're a big Halo fan, so you can give your insight here. Do you think, I mean, don't get me wrong, if it's just a PC release, I'm assuming you're not going to be that bothered. What do you think to the rumors that we've got so far? I'd like to call it bullshit. Oh, it's where we're it, it like, But you don't know. In this current climate, I think Microsoft need to keep certain things like Halo to the console. Otherwise, then that makes the Xbox irrelevant. This is true, but maybe that's not their goal. I don't know. Well, this is it. Halo on Switch. Is that what you're saying? People are asking for it and... You can't have it. It's, it would be stupid. Like be having Mario on an Xbox. I know. No. You've got a Nintendo Switch to play it. Behave yourselves. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big announcement for Infinite. Really? I think something's coming. I hope you're right. We're going to get either more details on it or we're going to get some kind of date when it's dropping. Ooh, okay. I like that prediction. Let's see what happens. But I didn't think you were going to drop that one. That's awesome. Well, I'd you, like to see what It's been nearly true. a year since we've seen anything. True. Very, very true. So there's got to be something coming. But E3 is right around the corner as well. You've got to bear that in mind. Maybe they want to save some stuff for that. Build some hype. Perhaps. Tease some screenshots. Yeah, maybe we'll get a little bit of a tease. Nothing too spectacular. But hmm. what about you, Chris? What do you reckon to these rumours? I think it'll be interesting to see if they actually do come out with anything new. For the for Halo Infinite, because I I thought they were holding off for a new console for that one. Yeah, I think most people did for some reason. I don't know why. There's something because it wasn't really anything fleshed out. The tease that they dropped at E3 was no, no. If they come if they come and throw that in as sort of a a Christmas release for this year for the current gen of consoles, then that would be huge. Yeah, I agree. It would Microsoft need huge at this moment in time? They do more than huge well i'm saying that they're not doing bad for themselves nowadays their positional image in the market has certainly changed people tend to favor most of the decisions that come out of that place at the moment although 
games is certainly something that needs to be worked on. And I think most people agree with that consistently. But what do you think about the Xbox, the inside Xbox format as a whole? Have you guys ever watched one of these? No. I saw, I, as the sort of, there's no real schedule to them. I, I try and catch them when I can, but I, I rarely do, to be honest. Yeah, they do go up on YouTube. I do recommend people check them out. Well, obviously, if you have an interest in the Xbox brand, go and check this out. You'll like it. It's just Xbox stuff. Uh, Dave, have you ever seen any of these? I'm guessing you probably have. Yeah, yeah, I've watched quite a few. They're usually quite good. Yeah. yeah. I think they're really good. They normally have some fairly big announcements. It's like, I don't know, some kind of... E3 gets big announcements at present, right? That's kind of the place where they drop all their big announcements. The This platform is for kind of semi-big announcements. It's bigger than Twitter and Facebook, you know, and that those types of things. It's not quite big enough to warrant, say, some stage time at a major conference like E3. So what they do is they put together a show, and in it they tend to come out with a bunch of announcements regarding games with service updates and new controllers, styles that you can go and buy, and a bunch of other things. It's a good time all around. Normally lasts around about an hour. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. Uh, but recommend you go and watch the upcoming one that's about to drop. We'll see what they come out with in line with Halo. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on for that one then. Yeah, man. Well, Dave's, Dave's piqued my interest now because there wasn't a single part of my brain that thought, oh, yeah, we might see something new. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to get my hopes up. The thing is, as well as I follow a lot of the Halo alone, I still read a lot of the books. And oh my God, if the stick to some of the law, the potential could be unbelievable. Sure. Does the stuff in the books kind of carry on past the content of the lore in game? Kind of in between and before. Okay. And a lot of it harkens back to the forerunners and stuff like that. We don't know when Infinity is going to be set. We don't really know anything at this point, do we? No, we don't. But there's a very interesting story arc, and it's about an AI called Millican Bias. And it basically finds a way to defeat Rampancy. And there was a few theories out there that Halo Infinite would be pointed in that direction, that the team is, hey, the chief is teaming up with Millican Bias to take down Cortana, which could be fantastic. Ooh, that does sound like a rather juicy storyline, especially if you know your Halo lore. Not 100% true. It's just reading between the lines, putting some lore together and possible directions it could go in. But again, all speculation. Sure. Bungie, Bungie. If you're listening, 343, <laughs> do it. Make it happen. Still say Bungie. What I, would, what I would like to ask, whilst we're on the subject of Infinite specifically, right now we have no information as we've established. What would you like this game to be? Because some people think it's going to be online, you know, more of a service type of game, kind of thing we're seeing more and more these days. Or, you know, some people think it's going to be some kind of single player experience. Dave, what do you reckon this, this is actually going to be? Let's try and add a prediction here, just on the off chance that they announce something. Judging by that first trailer, it looks like it's going to go down the open world route. Mm, yeah. Battle Royale. <laughs> no. Maybe it's just a multiplayer mode, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? With the current trend, but Battle Royale makes the most sense <laughs> right now, just because everybody's doing it. Open world Halo could be unbelievable, but it would, would it be like open world MMO style? Do you think, or would this be like a single player, like uh, Witcher Three open world? I think they may chuck a few elements of RPG in there, so to speak, change it up a little bit. That would be a completely different direction for Halo as a franchise as well. That kind of a game. I, th- I think it needs to evolve. Is that like a, a pun? Yeah. <laughs> <On the fifth. laughs> oh dear. Well, who know, Who knows? I mean, I would like to see an open world Halo game. Me too, actually. What about you, Chris? What if you had to kind of put an idea to a potential idea that could pertain to Infinite in this case? What What would you like to see? They have to throw a bit of everything in there, don't they, just to keep everybody happy these days, including Battle Royale. 
Yeah, yeah, there has to be a story in some sort of multiplayer mode. Otherwise, people will just go off it pretty much straight away. Do you think it will go down this potentially open world route? Would you like to see that? I think it'd be interesting to see, but I'm not sure that they could. Don't know, though, because Microsoft own the, like, the Azure cloud and you know all these different technologies that could potentially facilitate them being able to make something like that. I agree, it's just the scope of imagination and cost, really. Yeah, it would be very cool to see, but I'm not sure that... I don't know whether the Halo fans would enjoy something like that. I would. <laughs> would there be enough there for it to be able to work as an open-world game? That's the thing. As long as it maintains Halo, if that makes any sense, that core mechanic of Halo, I think you'd get away with it. I think if it feels like a Halo game, like if you... Yeah, yeah. If you get that same warm, fuzzy feeling for Master Chief that you get when you play the first, you know, four, whatever it is, games now within the Halo franchise, you get to a point where I think in an open world game, if you feel that, it's, it's the right thing. But I guess that's the case with any franchise. You've got to nail it on the head, haven't you? Tell you what, we'll probably actually report on this next week, the outcome of this. See whether see whether Dave's rumors somehow end up being true. Can you? Oh, God. I can't even imagine. Don't listen to me, man. I'm never right. Uh, listen, all right. It doesn't matter how crazy the theory is. To, to actually just speculate and stuff like that, you know, what could be, I think is an, a really exciting thing a lot of the time. So seriously, don't like, don't hold back on stuff like that. That's, I think that's awesome. I don't think, it, I think it's very unlikely. We're definitely getting some kind of Halo announcement. Definitely, definitely. Big style. 100%. And it's not just the Master Chief collection. And I will eat a pie if it's not. Live. Will you record it? I'll post it to Facebook or something like that. I will. I will. I'll, I'll eat a live pie eating with Div. Okay. If what? If it's only just the Master Chief collection coming to PC. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we will see how Dave has fared in next week's show as we discern whether or not he's going to have to eat a pie. And seriously, if they if they only announce something related to the Master Chief Collection, then you have to endeavour. You have to promise, no, that you will eat that you will eat a pie and record it, send it to me, and I will post it somewhere on one of our social media. Don't let us down, Microsoft. Come on. Oh, I need to make a note of this. I am not going to forget. Ah, uh, right. Excellent. Okie dokie. Pie. Uh, do we have anything for feedback questions this week? Do we know? Yes. We do. I got a couple of texts. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'll do then. Let's move on to that particular segment and you can tell us all about those, Chris. Let's go. Questions and feedback. Okay. You got a couple of texts, you say? Yes. Yeah. Essentially, Carl was, was texting me as he was listening to the show. Chris, you've done this. Chris, you've done that. Chris, you, you missed this. Just Chris, just you, not, not me or Dave. I wasn't there. Uh, well, you were here. Dave was not. So David excluded from this telling off. Damn. Awesome. Borderlands, the pre-sequel. We missed that. Yeah, I know. As soon as I heard that, I was like, how about boys? Yeah, that was released in 2015. We missed that completely from our Borderlands chat last week. And it was awesome. Yeah, I also picked up on this. I I don't think somebody else told me. I just kind of realized. I'm I'm pretty sure I might have seen... I don't know if Carl mentioned it in the Discord, but yeah. Oopsie. Yeah, he did. I've seen that. I'm hoping it was just that, but by the sound of your intro there, it sounds like there might be more. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Uncharted Games on the Vita. Oh no. There was only one. Oh, so we, we, got, we, got, called out, we got called out for pluralizing. Yes, we did. We said there were, there were multiple games on the Vita. There was not. There was only Uncharted Golden Abyss. Fair enough. All right, fair enough. Look, if we said games, that does insinuate that we meant more than one, so... For clarity, we were completely wrong about that. There's a single one, and I don't know. Did you play it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a very good game. It was solid. Wow. Oh. Was that a Naughty Dog game? Yeah, no. I don't think it was. No, I think I think it was out of house. 
I think Uncharted, hand, yeah, they handed it off to a different dev for the handheld version. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, well, is that it? Yeah, that was it. That was all I got. Okay, listen, that's all fantastic. Thanks for letting us know about those. The, certainly the first one I definitely picked up on, the second one not so much. So appreciate the clarification. And there we go. We set the record straight right there. If you've listened to last week's podcast, just kind of replace what we just said. <laughs> this is the point really, isn't it? So we can really admit to fault. Yes, we do admit when we're wrong. And we do hold ourselves grateful to the people that actually do get in touch to let us know. Yeah, we rarely get it wrong, though. I think I think we've done all right. No, no, that's very true. But I, I understand that, I don't know, pointing out something that's completely incorrect and actually taking it, there's, there's, there's an element to those two things that's quite difficult. You know, I don't like particularly telling somebody they've done something wrong as much like, as that person doesn't like hearing it. So appreciate the feedback and the fact that we were able to correct it. So cheers, Carl. You're awesome as always. Don't tell him I said that. That's your lot. Well, it's not shallot. Is it, Chris? No. Because we're about to go on to your own little corner. We're about to waffle for even longer. So let's move on to that. Grand. <laughs> right now. It's time for Chris's Corner. Okay. Turn 10 may have accidentally unveiled a mobile Forza game. Uh, oh, that, I have not heard about this. Uh, so give us some, give us the lowdown on this. Accidentally? No. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, apparently it was on a Forza Week in Review p- blog post. They mentioned a mobile version of the game called Forza Street. Not very much detail on it, but yeah, it's uh, specifically for iOS and Android devices. I am surprised that this hasn't already become a thing. Mm, So am I. Why? They've been firing Forza games out for years. They have. And now that the tech is there in the handheld market. Yeah, phones have got so much better. Out of all the games that I've played on mobile, arguably one of the more accessible ones are racing games, because you just tilt the phone. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's not a lot to it when it comes to playing racing games. Like the, some of the more popular games on iOS and Android are racing. Some of the only few games that I've played on those platforms were racing. Now I'm sat here thinking, as much as I don't necessarily agree with this, or I don't care even, if somebody's going to do a decent game, assuming it's not riddled with microtransactions, which we all know it will be, uh, you know, I think Turn 10 are probably the best guys to actually give this a go. Yeah, they've got a decent track record when it comes to driving games. So if it's anybody, if it's safe in anybody's hands, it's going to be theirs. Decent track record. Completely unintentional. I don't believe you. Bum. <laughs> Fine. Don't. You write these down up front. There's no way. That's, that's too. It's just too coincidental, Chris. I'm sorry. If only you're talking about me planning this section. <laughs> Very true. So with this one, have they retracted the statement? No, not as of yet. Anyway. Nobody's. I don't think they've they've edited it or taken it down, or I think they've just left it as it is. So speculation is rife. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully we hear something further about that soon. Pretty cool stuff. I had no idea that, that was a thing. There you go. Here to inform. Thank you. Have you got your bucket ready? I'm not going to throw up. I don't, oh, is it Fortnite? This week's related? Fortnite mention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't feel well. Come on, get it over with. You'll be right. <laughs> so. Fortnite's revenue for January dropped by 50%. What a shame. At last, there is a good. So, yeah, it looks like it may be slowing down a bit due to the the arrival of the new boy on the block, Apex Legends. I bet they feel threatened. I'm pretty sure they will be. If that trend continues, they, they might not make nearly half a billion dollars again this year. Did they not quickly implement some system where you can ping weapons and stuff like that? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, like, we shall copy very quickly. They added that, and I think the adding rev- the revive thing as well, I think, 
Fortnite are adding that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yay. Just a copy fest, isn't it, really? So, yeah, they are, they are trying to sort of keep up with Apex. But losing money in the process. But losing a lot of money in the process. So you say a lot of money. It, like they're suddenly not making a lot of money as a result of that loss. Yeah, they're still making a fair wedge, but to see it drop by that much is pretty impressive. Instead of making half a billion. No, sorry. They're still making lots. Yes, they are. I don't feel any sympathy. Why have they even announced this? <laughs> like, is it, who cares? It's like, well, good. I know. Maybe somebody else can take some money <laughs> off you. Uh, as an add-on to that, Fortnite Mobile was absent from the top 10 grossing mobile titles for January as well. Well, that's probably why they've had a 50% deficit. Yes, that will be. That will, there's no way it can continue as it is. Oh, well, I'm struggling to find any sympathy, although I don't know. Maybe it is on the slide, so we'll see We'll see how it carries on. It has made me less likely to vomit. That's good, that's good. I'll try, I'll try and avoid a Fortnite story for next week, but who knows? Who knows? I know, you won't. You're going to go out your way to find one. Hey, you know me so well. Who'd have thought it? See, 17 episodes in, Chris. Yeah, yeah, you're finally learning. Mm, unfortunately. Right, on to the Division 2, which launches this week in three days if you've got the gold or ultimate edition it actually launches on the 12th for those people who've been willing to spend that little bit extra money if you haven't spent that extra money you get it on the 15th are you one of those i am one of the i am one of the special people who spent a bit more money because i enjoyed the beta i wasn't going to upgrade but then i played the beta and thoroughly enjoyed it so i have decided to go big i was going to say we you can tell us all about that next week (laughs) i will I will, absolutely. That'll be my added on to playing Anthem. Oh dear, you're going to be a busy boy. I know, yeah. Yeah, I might have to quit work. Saying that I'm back on Tuesday, I think. Uh, I've got Wednesday to play, I guess. So we'll see how I get on. Many sleepless nights. Yes, definitely. Uh, so we are talking patches as we normally do when any new launch hits. The Division 2's day one patch will be how big people take a guess. 50 gig. Ricky, what you got? 35 gigabytes. That's extremely precise. I don't know why I said 35. <laughs> it will be 50 gigs on Xbox One and 90 gigs on PS4. That's a patch. Dave was right. Wow. Wow. Yeah, a day one patch. The Yeah, the Xbox version, the version of getting off a little bit lighter as it's only 50 gig. If you own a PS4 and want to get this game, you'll need the 90 gig patch in order to get on and get playing. How? I just, how is the game bigger, like nearly twice as big, the same game on another console? I have absolutely no idea. Uh, they've not, they've, there are some weird techie notes on this, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole and say, yeah, they're doing this and doing that. Microsoft use WinZip. One thing I would like to see actually is, because I know we say that the patch is 50 gig, the patch is 90 gig. Don't bear in mind that some of that is Delta data. In other words, it's, del- it's data that's going to replace data that's already using space on your hard drive. So say you download a 50 gig patch yeah, yeah, and it replaces 30 gig of the original game. You're really only adding 20 gig. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I- I'd be interested to see how big the games are post-patching as a whole on both platforms. But that is excessive in terms of like, especially downloads for people that say that have throttle speeds or, you know, data caps, that kind of thing. Yes, you will still need a buttload of space on your hard drives to play this game. Have they said exactly what it contains? Because that's massive. Not specifically as of yet. Well, we should get some patch notes closer to the day. And as we know, Chris is now going to be playing it. 
Yes, I will let you all know next week. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I, don't, I think I will probably get it. I'm still mulling because I'm kind of embedded in Anthem right now. So it's very much... Yeah, I'm actually getting the Division 2 on Xbox. Oh, okay. Now that might change my outlook. I know, yeah. Normally, I, normally I'm massive. I'm all about PS4, but I've got a couple of mates who I've not gamed with for a while on Xbox. So I thought I'd give them a shout, give them my expertise. To the audience listening, you'll be pleased to know I am not one of those people. <laughs> but I may well soon be. We'll have to see whether we can get some game time on that. I will pick it up, I think. I don't know if it might be next month, but I, I do plan to get it. So if that is the case, maybe we can have a little bit of a funky gamer gathering. That'd be cool. Or an FGG, as I've now just invented. Wow. Catchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't put that in a t-shirt, though. Uh, uh, I'm just it's in the process of designing them. Oh, well. Is that you, Dom? There, yeah, that's your lot this week. I am done. Say it. Here endeth my corner. Can't be the end of it. You can't just leave a like that after all this time. I'm so upset, Chris. But thank you <laughs> for the detail. You're welcome. Some pretty good stuff there, as always. Cheers, buddy. In which case, let's move on to the final section. The plugs. Plug life. Okie dokie. Right now, you, the listener, these are plugs for you. You can check all these out down in the podcast show notes, as always, for this week. Things like Xbox, PSN, stream links, all that kind of thing will be down there. We're not going to plug them part of the Audible podcast here. What I would say is if you're listening to us across one of the four platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, please go ahead, like, subscribe, hit that heart button, drop a comment. That would be awesome. And if you... I'm having deja vu. I know, right? If it, Well, it's because we say this every week for the most part. I'm trying to narrow it down. But I, I still want to encourage people to drop things like reviews and stuff like that because it really, really helps us. It doesn't cost you anything either, as I always say. So please, it really does help best way that you can get in touch with us is through Twitter if you want to have a conversation or submit questions that kind of thing uh, you can get in touch with the main Funky Gamer account which is at Funky Gamer blog I'm at Ricky James Chris is at X underscore CW and Dave is at E46 Dave any questions feedback that kind of thing always appreciated you can also send us some feedback via the contact form on our website where you can also get all the podcasts and other hosts that we may create nothing as of yet really but Watch this space, funkygamer.co.uk. Please check that out. You can also go to funkygamer.co.uk slash discord for an open invite to our discord channel. Myself, Chris, and Dave, as well as a few other peeps, hang around in there. We'll chat pretty much everything gaming wherever possible. Some good conversations, some good crack. Join in if you feel like it. We'd love to have you. Also, Reddit, if that's your platform, reddit.com slash r slash funkygamer. I post the podcast on there every week. However, if you want to use it as, as a discussion board, go for it. <laughs> it's an open forum. So, that would be really cool. We'll see what happens with that. Other than that, everything, as I have said, down in the podcast description for you to check out. We look forward to hearing from you, as always. Chris, what have you got? How do you know I've got anything? You always have something. Okay, I've got one more thing. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. We knew it. We knew it. Mr. Predictable. We have... Uh, I, I do love a good release date rumour, and the this week's subject is the last of us 2. Oh. A Peruvian website of all places has listed it as October 2019. Told you. Take that as you will. Told you it was coming this year. Do Naughty Dog have any lawsuits open in Peru at the moment? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they do. Be one way to check out whether or not this is true. <laughs> it would. It would, yeah. I don't know whether they'd sue them or whether they just, I don't know, force them to take it down. That's really cool. Do you think it seems likely? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think it'll be this year sometime. Because, man, it's been a while since we played in that world. God, guys. Of course it's coming this year, man. I tell you, along with a few others. If we get to the end of this year, and we do like an end of year episode, and we honestly sit down together 
and discuss our overall feelings on Cyberpunk 2077 and The Last of Us 2. I'm going to be mind blown. That'd be a good year. And that's what I mean. I'm just going to be, the, the nostalgic Ricky's going to be like, what the hell just happened? That's another one as well. We got a little bit more Cyberpunk information, didn't we? Like in terms of dev diaries and stuff. Like, Yeah, we did. It wasn't, it was, it didn't really give us much information. Although what I will say is that CD Projekt Red are very well known for putting, especially in their uh, Cyberpunk trailers, sorry, uh, hidden information in the glitches and stuff. And I know full well that at the end of that video, there is something that pops up very quickly that I haven't seen reported on yet. So I maybe encourage people that can check out videos frame by frame to go and watch that demo and see whether you can pull anything interesting out. I can almost guarantee there's probably something hidden within that video. But yes, as soon as we get more information regarding Cyberpunk, we're going to talk about it. You know it. Well, let's see whether you're correct, Chris, or whether Peru is correct in this case. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll certainly be an interesting one. October 2019. You heard it here first, ladies and gents, via Peru. We may be getting that. <laughs> we may be getting that game this year. Excellent, nice little finisher there. Thank you very much, Chris. Not a problem. Dave, have you got anything? I'm not going to ask you. I haven't made honest. I'm not. I'm not even half as prepared as used to. Really, you, Chris. I don't know about you, but I feel flattered for being referred to as prepared. So do I. Amazing. In which case, chaps, let's wrap this up. Thank you to both of you for being here. We will reconvene next week for another episode. And to you, listener. Thank you so much for checking out Funky Gamer Podcast. This has been episode 17. My name is Ricky James. And as always, we will speak to you next week. 